Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown with three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown. You get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Chris Trapasso here for another episode of the Prospect Podcast. Jumping right into a crazy Saturday in college football. Didn't have a ton of uh, marquee matchups, but I love what I saw from Matt Corral yesterday, that it was a workmanlike performance through the air, 31 of 30, 21, excuse me, of 38 for 231 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. But he also carried the ball 30 times for 195 yards. I don't think he is the next Lamar Jackson or even Russell Wilson in terms of his running ability at at a smaller size for the quarterback position. But he's not like Johnny Manziel, who's not going to be able to run around once he gets into the NFL. He was a big recruit, and I think he's shown that he's – above well above average in terms of his athleticism and just his ability running with the football obviously things got kind of ugly in Knoxville at the end of that game uh and it was a tight game Ole Miss won 31 26 but Matt Corral I think at this point even with kind of the stinker against Alabama um I think he's a first round quarterback I think with what we've seen at that quarterback position that Spencer Rattler and to a certain degree Sam Howell have kind of fallen by the wayside in terms of they were the hyped up quarterbacks going into the season. And now uh, I don't think there's nearly as much hype, especially for Spencer Rattler, who's probably not going to start again for Ole Miss after seeing what Caleb Williams has done um, in those relief appearances. And then in his first start yesterday over TCU and then Sam Howell, you know, doesn't have the same weapons as he had, of course, a year ago. And I think Sam Howell could still go in the first round at some point because he is pretty talented, but there's just clearly not as much hype. So I think Matt Corral is the biggest beneficiary of Spencer Rattler and Sam Howell not necessarily playing as well. Carson Strong's putting up big numbers, but I don't think he's cemented himself as like the top quarterback. Malik Willis has made a lot of spectacular plays. He's probably a first round pick, but Matt Corral, I just wanted to start with him because I thought um, the performance was crazy seeing how he was running with the football against the Tennessee Volunteers last night. And then how about Alabama cruising over Mississippi State? A lot of people expected that. They might have two first-round wide receivers. in John Mechie, who had seven catches for 117 yards and a score, and then Jamison Williams, two catches for 77 yards and a touchdown. I wrote last week for the wide receiver watch at CBSSports.com that Jamison Williams feels a little bit like Jerry Judy in terms of the way that he moves. He's tall. He's skinny. He's a little bit taller than Jerry Judy. He's listed at six foot two. We'll see if he's actually that tall at the combine. He's just super fluid with his movements. Very explosive, leaping for the football, good ball skills, pretty good after the catch as well. John Mechie's more of just that vertical route wide receiver, but he had a high volume game finally. Seven catches for 117 yards in the win over Alabama. And do not forget about Brian Robinson Jr., the running back 
from Alabama. He was on the draft radar like two or three years ago when he was flashing in a like number three running back role. You could tell he was very, very talented. Now he's in that feature back role. Only had 73 yards on 19 carries, but scored twice and had five catches for 68 yards with a score. Showing off the ability to catch the football is obviously gigantic. Uh, in today's NFL, Cincinnati cruises over UCF. They're probably going to be the second team in the country. And speaking of the former second team or number two overall team in the country, Iowa gets the Purdue treatment that ever, I saw a tweet yesterday that every couple of years, Purdue decides to show up and ruin someone's season. They did it to Ohio State with Dwayne Haskins in 2018, and they did it with Iowa this year. I think Iowa will. Still be very good and, and go to a marquee bowl game, but the college football playoff dream is probably over at this point. I need to talk about David. Uh, where is he? David Bell. I don't know why on this site he's listed as Demetrius Bell, but uh, that's why I was completely confused. David Bell. 11 catches, 240 yards, and a touchdown. It was really a Rondell Moore-type performance for the Purdue wide receiver. He gives me Robert Woods feels. like I, I feel like when I'm watching him, I'm not seeing someone who I'm super excited about in terms of being like a potential all-pro by his third or fourth season. He just feels like he's going to be a good borderline receiver one, probably receiver two, or like the best wide receiver three in the NFL once he gets to the league. He's, you know, had this big game later in his Purdue career. Rondell Moore had that ridiculous game in that went over Ohio State as a true freshman. But David Bell's just been very productive in his entire career with the Boilermakers, even when he had Rondell Moore out there on the field. Like, as a freshman, David Bell, 86 receptions, 1,035 yards, and seven scores. Last year in six games, 53 grabs, 625 yards, and eight touchdowns. And then in five games this year, the receiving volume is down 38 catches, but 679 yards. That's jumping his yards per catch average that was right around 12 up to almost 18 with four scores. Like, of course, the 240 yard performance yesterday kind of boosts those figures, but he kind of has a Robert Woods esque build. He's probably going to be around six foot and maybe 190, 195 pounds, not a blazer, but runs decent rounds. Very good ball skills, deceptively fast and athletic after the catch. David Bell's probably, and this will ultimately hinge on how he tests at the Purdue Pro Day or at the Combine a second or a third round pick that a smart team is going to select and say, Hey, we're going to start you as our third read in the progression or a wide receiver three. And then hopefully by your second or third season, you're a wide receiver two. And then, you know, of course we've seen Robert Woods have some pretty big weeks um, in the NFL as a wide receiver one, when Cooper cup's been hurt or even when Cooper cup has been on the field, they're in Los Angeles for the Rams jumping over to TikTok now. And that's kind of what I'm going to transition to from here on out. Um, just, highlighting what I've highlighted on TikTok. So get to my TikTok account at Chris Trapasso, posting film reviews for the NFL and college football, multiple videos every single day. This is not a once a week or one video a day, two, three, four, sometimes even five or six videos per day 
all 22 or broadcast film for now at the college level. Kenny Pickett. I think he reminds me of Joe Burrow. Like I think he could have a similar ascension to what Joe Burrow had in the 2020 draft. I don't think he'll ultimately land as the first overall pick like Joe Burrow did, but a similar ascension in that before Joe Burrow's final season, I don't care what anyone wants to tell you, no one had him as even a draft prospect. Like maybe some sites had him as like a seventh rounder, but this was not a, oh, he could be a second or a third round pick. No, he was off the radar. And Kenny Pickett pretty much is the same way. Didn't have a super efficient performance yesterday against Virginia Tech. Only completed 59.5% of his passes, 203 yards, but two touchdowns and no picks. He has 21 touchdowns and one interception on the season. That's pretty good quarterback efficiency. He also ran the ball 12 times for 38 yards and had a touchdown. Uh, That pit offense is really cruising. I have no idea how they lost to Western Michigan, 44-41. But the 28-point performance against Virginia Tech was the lowest point total of the season. And this was at Virginia Tech, a team that's not great, but it's never easy to go into Blacksburg and win by three scores like they did. So Kenny Pickett, he's an older prospect. He's not a crazy athlete, but he really can improvise inside the pocket, can scramble a little bit. The accuracy is very good. He's a little different than Joe Burrow in that he has years of starting experience when Joe Burrow really had just the the one and a half seasons at LSU and the obviously the one epic season in 2019. But he's very accurate. He loves pushing the football down the field. He's not going to come into the league with uh, a Josh Allen or a Patrick Mahomes or a Justin Herbert-esque arm or arm talent or athleticism, but he can do enough to be a good intermediate field passer uh, and occasionally stretch the ball down the field and then make plays eluding defenders to extend plays inside the pocket. Kenny Pickett, I posted a video on him. Is he the next Joe Burrow in that he's going to rise up draft boards? I think he's going to go in the first round. Also, as we're here on NFL Sunday, week six, posted videos on Devondre Campbell from the Packers, who's quietly having a very good season. And that's been a team that's needed wide receiver, wide receiver, linebacker help. They've also needed some wide receiver help beyond Devontae Adams. But it's a team that's needed like a star at the linebacker position for a very long time. And I think they have one in Devondre Campbell. It's easy to kind of forget that name because he was in Atlanta. Um, of course, they're in the Super Bowl when he was a rookie. But after that, like that was a defense that wasn't very good. Um, and then he was in Arizona last season, not a great defense. This guy's six foot four, 232 pounds, and ran four five eight at the combine in 2016. He's like not quite Tremaine Edmonds. Um, He's got the long hair like Tremaine Edmonds, but he is definitely one of the taller, more sleek and fast rangy linebackers in the NFL that you don't really hear a lot about behind Kenny Clark and some of those big bodies up front, Dean Lowry in green Bay. I think Devontae Campbell is playing his best football of his NFL career. Pretty good in coverage, can change directions pretty well. He has two pa- two interceptions and a pass breakup, but is just stellar against the run. He reads his keys very well, can get sideline to sideline in a hurry, and he can defeat blocks. It's kind of like the lost art of playing linebacker. When there's a guard getting to the second level, he's not just completely swallowed up. Not only can he avoid them, which is what most 
young linebackers do today, uh, but he can stack and shed blockers to make plays in the run game. Also posted videos this week, the latter portions of the week, on Everson Griffin, who turns 34 in December and is really a difference maker on this Vikings defense. In his second stint in Minnesota, looks like it's 2018 with him and Donnell Hunter, the bookend edges for the Vikings. They're both creating a pressure on 15.2% of their pass rushing snaps. That's a pretty good rate, um, especially for someone who's in Donnell Hunter, who's rushing a lot, a very high volume rusher. It's hard to be that efficient when you're you know, rushing the quarterback as often as he is. And then for Everson Griffin at, at 33 years old, he's kind of turned into this pass rushing specialist. They're really only using him in that role. He doesn't have as many rushes at the quarterback as Donnell Hunter, but 15.2% of the time he's generating a pressure. And get to the TikTok because the videos show he's not just winning in one way. He's spin move, um, a forklift, the arms up that I, I I love. A Chandler Jones skip move around the corner. He's dipping and bending the edge very well. Like he looks like he's still in the prime of his career. Uh, the Vikings have been kind of a roller coaster. They've won some close games, lost some close games. Uh, but Everson Griffin, I had to highlight him because I was watching some Vikings film. I was like, man, ever, 97 for Minnesota is still bringing it. Also, on this same front, Robert Quinn of the Chicago Bears. Uh, Looks maybe not like prime Robert Quinn, but some of the reps and the pressures that he's created have been very high end, like look like Robert Quinn, 2014, 2015, 2016, very explosive still into his thirties. Now he was one of the younger prospects in that 2011 draft. So he's been around forever. He kind of hit the ground running with the Rams. So we've known his name for a long time. He's in his 11th season, and he's still uh, winning with speed to power around the outside. He's not around the outside. Sound like Eminem. Uh, he's not. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Winning in a variety of ways. But the speed to power is still, I think, borderline elite. And then he can win occasionally back to the inside with a little crossover move. Plenty of power to his game. And he and Khalil Mack, um, a lot of those rushers up front in Chicago, are quietly having a very good season. I think they're the reason that the Bears are over 500 right now. They've had a lot of, of course, um, issues at the quarterback position. It's been a revolving door there. Justin Fields is starting to play a little bit better, but obviously Andy Dalton was limited early in this season, but the defense is generating a lot of pressure. I think they're going to give Aaron Rodgers some problems up front. And last but not least, Jonathan Allen, who's not quite the veteran that Everson Griffin or Robert Quinn is, but I think he's having an all pro type season. Like I, I think you can make a case that there aren't many there's maybe two or three defensive tackles who are playing better football than him all three downs run defending like an absolute beast and he's really winning with power 
an amazing bull rush that I'm calling it the hug rush, where he literally will hug the offensive guard or center. Might be a defensive hole, but we don't really see that get called very frequently. And just generating push only with his lower half on his way to the quarterback. Um, He's up there in the teens in terms of how frequently he's generating a pressure, which is a pretty good rate for a complete like three down, every down player on the defensive line. And he's playing three technique, one technique, five technique, four technique. It doesn't matter. Jonathan Allen on actually somewhat of a disappointing Washington football team defense is playing the best football that I've seen him play. And and he's been ascending like since his rookie season, he looks like someone that was bound for superstardom and he's really rounding into form as not just like, Oh, he's, he's good. He's solid. He looks like a, a quality first round pick. He looks like amazing return on investment for the Washington football team. And I don't think it's Jonathan Allen or Montez sweat or chase young, um, or Deron Payne's fault that the Washington football team is giving up a lot of points and a lot of yards. The linebacker group is not very good. And the secondary, a lot of miscommunication at the safety position. The corners besides Kendall Fuller are not really playing up to what we expected from them. I actually posted a video on them a few weeks ago. If you scroll down my feed on TikTok, you'll see it. Um, That's kind of the conclusion that I came to. A lot of miscommunications where there's busted coverage down the field and easy completions uh, for the quarterbacks that they're facing. And I said that I was talking about Jonathan Allen last, but I want to bring up Darrell Taylor, the wash, the Washington football team. I'm, I'm looking at my TikTok right now. Uh, Darrell Taylor of the Seattle Seahawks, 2019 first round pick is injured early, barely plays last year. Not very good. It looked like a colossal bust. And some of those busts when guys are hurt early, that it's kind of an unfair reason why they bust out of the league or, or take a lot of criticism. He's fully healthy now, and some of his reps are as high-end as what I've seen from Everson Griffin, and maybe even more high-end than what Robert Quinn has shown, because this is a super springy, athletic, explosive, twitched up, any adjective you want to use, rusher. He looks kind of small. He's wearing number 52. Maybe that makes him look like an off-ball linebacker, but I guess Khalil Max 52, but Taylor is a little on the smaller side, but he is winning with a nice arsenal of pass rushing moves and like insane explosiveness. He uses this inside out move like a basketball player, like a shooting guard on a on a fast break, like fakes to the inside, comes back to the outside, and then on some occasions will finish back to the inside where he initially started his rush, leaves these 330-pound offensive tackles just whiffing at air, Um, good leverage to his game because he is built a little bit lower to the ground. He's playing like a first round pick in Seattle, but that's another defense. The, the linebacker group beyond Bobby Wagner and especially the secondary are not doing their part to help. What's been a pretty decent pass rushing group in Seattle, especially Darrell Taylor, who does not look like a first round bust anymore. All right. That'll do it for me today. Thank you so much for listening to the prospect podcast.